0: Hi, hope you all are doing well, or you are doing well for that matter. And um, disclaimer, it is evening right now as I'm recording, and you may or definitely will hear a lot of crows around. So a lot of cawing, like ka ka all of that. I don't want to start a movement here, but definitely they will start because they are about to go home. So. One of their traditions by going home is to incessantly cow till they ensure that all of their known crews have heeded the call for a timeout. So yes, and twilight is also the time um, which can be naturally. It is a transition time, so between day and night, between. You know, whatever you call it, like day shift, night shift, all of that. And even in the animal world. So the day animals go to sleep and the nocturnal ones come alive. As if they are already alive. It's not like they are coming out of the grave, but they awaken. So yesterday, for instance, I saw... At least five to six juvenile bats. I saw one just now. So they are like children bats, like child bats. How how do we call them? Juvenile bats. That's a good word, right? Younglings. And um, they are just aimlessly floating around. Of course, they don't want to be caught by a cross because for them it's an easy meal. Yes, that is there and um, yes, so I saw a couple of them yesterday and the moon is about to shine. It is hiding behind a veil of a thin cloud, so it is as good as, so the moon has as good as risen. It is just the clouds which are hiding it per se or for the time being and um, yeah, so talking about the nocturnal beings I saw two owls once and not just any owls, I saw barn owls, two of them and I saw them around, um, what was the year? I think it was 2009, it was definitely my first year in Loyola College and um, it was one of those days where I had to stay late to submit an application form, so that I can get... um, I forgot what was that, was it for a library card, or for a transport pass? Because up here, um, or down here, uh, the the students uh, get a pass, which offers them subsidised transport to and from home. So, I had submitted the form, and I was going on my way, and uh, just then, um, on top of the windowsill I saw two barn owls. They were not adults because they were relatively smaller. And uh, I could tell that they were not adults because they were not confident. They were not looking confident. They were still a bit scared or um, they had a look of apprehension in their um, body language so to say. And it was quite a sight. I did not have a camera phone with me. so. And even if I did have it, I wouldn't have been able to take a good picture because it was after twilight. So it was definitely the night time and I was able to see them only because they were barn owls. So had they been normal owls, I wouldn't have been able to see them at all. So yes, that was one instance and um talking about nocturnal animals and all of the beings here um i stumbled upon um an epiphany um, so how about one epiphany a day because i have two right now and uh, i'm not sure which one to talk about let's talk about the animal related epiphany, or the being-related representing, because I don't like the word animal too. It's, it, uh, it's as if we are differentiating ourselves from the animal kingdom. It's like we are humans, you all are animals. It's not fair, everyone is a being. So, today afternoon, um, I was looking through the, the wild plants which are glowing outside Wild come domestic because, or I'm not sure if they are wholly domestic, but I think they're definitely a bit wild. So um, I was just looking at the plants and I was looking underneath to see any of the birds have you know made a nest in there because last year uh, one of the birds did make a nest and lay their eggs and the eggs hatched and all of that happened. So I thought maybe I'll find one. But uh, what I found instead was um, a colony of wasps, a huge dragonfly. When I say huge, I mean huge, as big as my, no bigger than my middle finger. And uh, then I saw a jumping spider. And um, so I took, I promptly photographed them. I was particularly afraid of the colony of wasps because they noticed me and they did not like my presence and uh, i had not even stood there for 2 seconds when they had their wings opened and they had you know flexed their limbs as if they are ready to pounce upon me if I make one move in the wrong direction. So naturally, I stepped back and did not look in the direction at all. In foresight, in, in hindsight, I should have looked in the direction but also should have stepped by because what if they attacked impromptu. Usually beings do not attack impromptu unless there is a perceived danger for their well-being or for their source of nutrition or family or property for that matter so all of this happened and as I was walking back I saw two flies mating and uh, I stopped to take a photograph of them too because why not and um, so what if they are fornicating I know I'm a warrior so yeah moving past that um, the flies noticed my presence and they just flew off and um, that's when I had the friend I felt guilty. Um, not because I thought of taking a photograph of them mating, because I have done that earlier. I have a really good photograph of that. But because I interrupted their mating process or ritual per se. And um, it just felt really wrong. If there are two beings who consent to mate and if someone is causing a hindrance to it, then that is one of the most evil things anyone can do. One of the most bad things anyone can do because for every being they have their own preferences. Um, A male has to judge a female, a female has to judge a male. and. then they come to a conclusion that you know, okay, go ahead. We can mate now. And for some beings, it is an even more cumbersome process, like for the blue whales. A blue whale cannot mate without the third wheel. Because let's face it, they are floating in the ocean. How will they mate? So they have their best friend. One of like either the female has a best friend or the male has a best friend who is ready to be the third wheel. And on that friend's back, they mate. Um, Then there are hyenas where there is zero possibility of a rape happening because the hyena will just not let itself be mated. Because for a fact, a a hyena's vulva um, or as you all are aware, the vagina Because that's another thing. Vagina is not a good word. So vulva is a natural word to use to describe the female body part which is connected to the reproductive system overall. The word vagina means a sheath for a sword. So you are implying that um, a male penis is a sword and a vagina is a sheath. So that's the purpose of a vagina? No, it is not. And hence, I don't like that word. A much better word is vulva, which is it is what is applied for all the beings in the world. So yeah, coming back, um, so for a female hyena, a vulva is as long as big as a penis. So unless and until she contracts her vulva into a favorable position, the male hyena will not be able to mate. So, then there is the tiger and the tigress who can get really aggressive while meeting or even before meeting and after meeting. Then there is the lion and the lioness. Then there are dogs who need a good 20 minutes post the mounting because once they are mounted and the male penis has entered the vulva and gets locked inside the vulva, they too will resume in the standing position and wait till the male has deposited all of his sample into the female body and um, you would have seen, uh, you would have awkwardly stood near or seen um, two dogs standing like that with their backs attached and um, as children you would have either. I know, I I have because I was not aware of this at all. So, um, I ended up actually separating them. And that is quite a painful process for them. They can get a serious injury out of it. And who are we to stop that mating ritual? Same goes for the fly. And um, that's when I felt that enormous guilt where really bad so yes that was the epiphany I had and um, what else um yep the moon has risen now the clouds have not parted yet but certainly the moon has its shining stronger I don't know I mean my vocabulary is going Like, it's going really, really low. Uh, I don't even know if I'm speaking the right sentences or if I'm using the right words for that matter. E, what can I do? Well, I need to study. I need to revisit the good old concepts. I need to learn five words a day so that I can brush up on my vocab, my grammar and whatnot. Lots to do before I sleep. Lots to do before I sleep. True. Um talking of that, let us or let me talk about an article. Not an article per se, it's I'm not sure what it is. It's either a poem or a short story. So I'll just decide it. So these are some of the ones which have influenced me or affected me a lot and um, okay let me recite Jaguar Jaguar or Jaguar by Ted Hughes or Maybe I can recite Hawk Roosting for you because that is a bit more on a positive note. Hawk Roasting by Ted Hughes I sit in the top of the wood, my eyes closed, in action, no falsifying dream. Between my hooked head and hooked feet or in sleep, rehearse perfect kills and eat the convenience of the high trees. The air's buoyancy and the sun's ray are of advantage to me and the earth's face upward for my inspection. My feet are locked upon the rough bark. It took the whole of creation to produce my foot, my each feather. Now I hold creation in my foot or fly up and revolve it all slowly. I kill where I please because it is all mine. There is no sophistry in my body. My manners are tearing off heads. The allotment of death. For the one path of my flight is direct through the bones of the living. No arguments assert my right. The sun is behind me. Nothing has changed since I began. My eye has permitted no change. I am going to keep things like this. A stunning piece of art. And on that note, let me be do Aruba and Sandriya Sikri.